Welcome to the Play It By Ear podcast. The podcast where the topics may vary because, hey, we play it by ear. And now your hosts, Eric Fiskus, Brady Liming, and Todd Griffin. Welcome to episode 27 of the Play It By Ear podcast, and uh, we thank you for joining us once again. We are recording remotely on our new software, and the software, by the way, is called StreamYard. I've never used the the uh, brand name of it, but got some neat features, and we can uh, run some uh, things on the bottom of the screen, which I used to have to edit in. Now I can do it as we go on the fly, so that will greatly reduce the time I need to edit the video part of this operation so uh i'm happy for that anyway um want to say first hi to my partners brady hello hello and todd howdy welcome gentlemen as always and uh we'll do the housekeeping duties real quick here first of all our audio as you see at the bottom of the screen you can find us on anchor.fm backslash play by your podcast as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and the iHeartRadio app, and most anywhere you find your podcast. And uh, looking at our numbers, uh, people listen to a lot of different podcast providers. I think there's uh, CastBox is one, and uh, we just got on to Stitcher, which is another popular uh, podcast provider. So uh, we have many different ones out there you can find us on, but uh, generally, again, most anywhere you find an audio podcast, you can find us. Video-wise, uh, go to YouTube, search out Play It By Your Podcast, follow our channel, and you can get notified as to when our videos are released. And uh, we, we just did a Facebook Live prior to this recording where we were promoing our episode 26 video. only has five views right now. Hopefully people pick up on that and uh, use that medium as well. Um was that a call for a laugh? <laughs> it ended up being both. <laughs> I tried to stifle it and it made me laugh. Very, very wheezy. It sounds sound like me. <laughs> All right. Uh, social media. You can find us on Facebook at Play It By Ear Podcast. Twitter at Play It By Ear Pod with the number two. And Instagram, Play It By Ear Podcast with underscores between all the words with the at sign in the front. And finally, you can interact with us via email, playbyyourpodcast2020 at gmail.com, or you can also leave a voice message. Click the link at your podcast provider, and you can leave a voice message that we will put into the podcast. So uh, we haven't had one of those in a while. Uh, We certainly would welcome those. And we're also talking about possibly at some point uh, doing a live, quote-unquote, recording of our podcast where we record it as we go along and we can take calls during the actual recording of the podcast where we do our our topics as we do them in the uh, in the usual thing you find on the audio so uh, talking about different things we're going to do or possibly try out to see how uh, people may receive them but uh, again the software gives us that opportunity you never know when all this quarantine's over maybe we could do a live show where we just put a table at a restaurant 
we're at club or something and we could do it in front of a live studio audience. Well, and I'd be good with that. Uh, the, the quid pro quo, if they give me food, I'll, I'll go set up at a restaurant. That's cool. No problem. Why don't you, why don't you work on that Brady? I will. I will. All right. So again, uh, the way things work around here, we each come to the table with the topic and we talk 20 minutes on that topic. Uh, a lot of times we'll actually go over the 20 minutes, but we kind of set a timer to keep ourselves in check. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So uh, we'll see how it goes tonight. We all have our topics, and Todd is first. So here, right. here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to do this on the fly, and it's going to show up. I, I'm going to put us in order of our topics. So, Todd, you're first. Yeah, go ahead and go. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I didn't. I didn't know if you wanted to. Okay, so no, I, I what I thought, you to decide that you're first. So go ahead. <laughs> I thought that we would maybe take the first topic, and we haven't talked about animals in a while. That's usually a favorite uh, kind of re- returning topic, or I guess uh, revolving topic, I should say. And I know Brady is a a big animal guy, uh, and I'm beyond the typical house pet. Uh, Brady is well well versed in. And animal knowledge, but I thought we could talk about the dumbest animals in the world. And I, I found a list, like we often do. I found a, a couple lists, and I cross-checked. And oddly enough, uh, the cross-checking proved that uh, the same animals are on uh, most of the same animals are on this, these two lists. So, so I these thought are maybe actually verified. Yes, uh, it, I thought maybe we could. Uh, I'll go through the list and and read the the description, and we can you guys can chime in, um, and then if we have time left, we could talk about any animals that we think maybe were left off the list or any experiences we have with <laughs> dumb animals. So number ten, are you ready, boys? I am ready. Brady, Brady, by the way, while Todd's talking, if you or I want to search out some of these animals, we can put some pictures up as we go along. Sounds nice. good. Sounds good. I, and I will. I will apologize. I may pronounce some of these wrong. Brady, usually you're pretty good at knowing these animals and correcting me if I pronounce them wrong. But they do not have the pronunciation guide or, you know, uh, aid beside the word. So number ten, I'm guessing it is Jerboa. J e r b o a Jerboa. It says, I was wondering how this jumping rodent got its sparrow legs. Jerboa is found in Asia and North Africa, and it has poor energy efficiency. Surprising, the British Army used Jerboa as the mascot for their 7th Armored Brigade. The creature's weird jumping behavior keeps predators at bay, but they are not particularly good at hiding or scouring for food. So I guess their Jerboa, what makes their Jerboa dumb is it just jumps around uh, willy-nilly and... uh, isn't particularly good at hunting or anything like that. Do we have a picture? We do. There it is. <laughs> it's, it's all ears. Aud- <laughs> it's auditory meatus is huge. Yeah. Well, that's the uh, problem. The non-scientific amongst us, Brady. The uh, the what? Oh, uh, the. the it, it it looks like the word would be meatus. M e a t u s. The meatus. That's the uh, ear, like the auditory meatus is literally translated your ear meat. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, it, 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 it just jumps around like, look, I'm a Jerbella, I'm a Jerbella. And that's yeah, we're I, supposed to be terrified of it. Do you think that it jumps? Well, it looks pretty small. I can't tell from that picture exactly, but 
Do you think it's jumping around because it just doesn't quite know how to handle its ears? Uh, I'm sure there's some. Yeah, now that can't be the same critter. Well, it's, Maybe it's just, this, this is the lesser Egyptian jerboa. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing the lesser part would be its auditory. <laughs> it's my boa. Yeah. It ain't jerboa. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it kind of looks like the kangaroo rat. Um, I would love to see this thing in action, jumping around. But yeah, it's probably just it probably just jumps around with its large ears. Probably makes it look a little bit more imposing. So it figures it's got to do something, or it's going to be eaten. It's I picture it. I picture it jumping around, going, "You hear that? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? <laughs> I heard what that. What did he say? What did he no, say? Nobody can hear what you can hear." Because the is so big. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right. That's so some pretty craziness. Number nine, cane toads. Cane toads found plenty in Australia. Cane toads are as dumb as they could possibly get. You'll often see them humping on anything and everything, <laughs> 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 including like closing animals. time at a club. <laughs> Including dead animals, snakes, lizards, mice, salamanders, and other creatures. Their males even hump on female toads that have been run over by cars. A female toad can lay up to 30,000 eggs in one go. Let's see the cane toad. You, sir, are a pervert. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like he's about to hump something, doesn't he? Or he looks upset that he was busted humping something. (laughs) But I mean, if if he is able to meet his needs, how dumb can he be? <laughs> I think the law well, would probably have some problems with that explanation. I'm guessing but, um, he strikes out a lot. I'm guessing he strikes out a lot if he's uh, if he's humping dead animals and uh, a snake. I can't imagine humping a snake would work out well for him. Uh, he's an equal opportunity ledge, basically. <laughs> Which end of the snake does he hump? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm guessing the one. Well, if he, if he humps one end, he's going to end up probably dead. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. At least the middle. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, he looks. He looks like he wow. blends in quite a bit. He's uh He's quite camouflaged. So he's yeah. a. He's, he's a. Uh, he can sneak up on you and hump you when you don't know it. If he just kind of blends in. That that's true. He he's the quick strike. Um, the, I I know he's not quite a bullfrog, but I'm going to throw this out there. I kind of um, my zoology professor said that bullfrogs, if they were the size of Volkswagens, would be at the top of the food chain because they're one of the few like male frogs are one of the few murderous creatures. Their testosterone level is really high, and it kind of gives them roid rage, so they'll just kill things just because. And they're one of the few animals that does that, not to eat them or defend their young, but just like, hey, you're in my territory. I'm going to kill you. Well, in I'm this gu- case, make sweet love to you afterwards. Yeah, I'm guessing Mr. <laughs> Cane uh, Toad here has a testosterone issue, too, if he's humping everything that moves and doesn't. Yeah, that's yeah, a real Randy amphibian. A Randphibian. <laughs> Randy the Cane Toad. <laughs> we'll name him Randy. Number, number eight, Goblin Shark. Just when you thought sharks couldn't beat couldn't be one of the dumbest animals because usually you think of sharks as pretty pretty smart. You meet a goblin shark with a rec- retractable spike pit 
It's so lazy and sluggish that it doesn't want to go looking around for food. It merely sits there waiting for the prey to come as close to it as possible. It's often found off the coast of Japan. So once again, I don't know that I would call that dumb if it waits for its food to come to it. Um, Sounds sounds like children. (laughs) (laughs) Not dumb at all. Let's see the goblin shoot. Oh, Ah, ferocious. Look at that snoot. (laughs) What a proboscis. We went from scary boss guy. Yes, that would be the um, post nasal meatus. If my zoology is uh, remembering well, boy, if, if you got that thing on a hook or worse yet, you were just swimming around frolicking in the crystal azure waters of the Caribbean, and that thing came flopping up next to you. Ah, uh, that's terrifying. Is that yeah, like post nasal drip? Man. Hmm. The goblin shark. Uh, well, is it named a goblin shark because of like a goblin like Halloween or that it just eats quickly like it's a goblin shark? Two bees no. or one? It's it's one bee, so that would be okay. the first. The first, and like, also gobble, it's gobble, not gobble. gobbling. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very good hamburger there. Rubble, 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 rubble. Are ready Eric, for number seven? As you're famous to do, can you do your rubble, rubble as an underwater? watch facebook live you'll know what we're talking about the koala number seven the koala they have the smallest brain to body ratio among animals obviously found in australia uh they had to develop four stomachs to digest their favorite food which is eucalyptus leaves with little nutrients and they know nothing about health according to an estimate about 90 percent of koalas have chlamydia <laughs> that was a double snort. Uh, now, the, does that does that look like chlamydia? That's the face of chlamydia right there. That's a face of the clap right there. <laughs> oh my gosh! Now, okay, it's like so if you didn't actually think that this was off the cuff, sort of played by ear. I mean, you could tell Todd had not read that until he read it. <laughs> Uh, wow! <laughs> All I me of the uh, uh, "Am I the asshole?" The one you read about the um, the parents, uh, the the yeah. swingers. <laughs> yeah. uh, again, I had not read until I read it. It says sometimes yeah. they even fail to recognize their own food and eventually starve to death. That's that's pretty dumb. Yeah. yeah. Is that a burger? I don't know if it's a burger. I sure am getting hungry. Is that a burger? Am I looking at a burger? Should I eat that? And and the koala bear is not actually a bear. Yeah. No. It's a all all I can see here is pickup lines and with an Australian accent is like, No, I'm clean, baby. You wanna eat some eucalyptus with me? Come on, it's all good. Throw some eucalyptus on the Barbie. Is there a more over Australian line than anything on Bobby? Oh, I don't know, but if she's got the clap, I'm going to chunder. <laughs> I'm trying Number to think of all six, my Australian references. A lilac-breasted roller. It is the national bird of Kenya. It's among the dumbest animals on the planet because of its inclination towards tall perches, even in places where nesting sites are almost non-existent. 
The bird doesn't attempt to flee or escape even when someone comes uncomfortably close to it, making it an easy target for poachers, but they are beautiful birds. So the lilac-breasted roller, here we go. It's rather ah. beautiful. It yeah. is a beautiful bird. It's so like, I, I'm here. So, so I wonder if that holds true to things like uh, cardinals, for example, where the, the male is the brightly colored. Yeah, I don't know. Bird. Click on a, maybe Google male lilac-breasted roller. Hey, I, you know, so it just sits there. It's like, hey, I'm a cool bird. You coming? That's yeah, cool. Hang out. You want to eat me? Or something it's, like it's, that. Uh, it's no that the but the male refuses to be called the lilac breasted bird. He bird. He likes to be called the uh purple chested bird. The lilac pecked bird. Yeah. Lilac. He doesn't that's not a manly word. It's, it'd be purple. Maybe, maybe they're maybe both male and female are the same coloration. Oh, that's that one's much brighter than the other one. Yeah. That one's that one's much brighter than the that last one looked a bit uh worn out. <laughs> like, it, like it had been flying for days without probably been humped by that toad <laughs> exactly Randy the uh, Randy the cane toad Randy the amphibian cane toad <laughs> alright number five um, I Kakapo uh, K-A-K-A-P-O it's not Kakapo Kakapo that's how I would say it yes it's uh, otherwise known as the parrot owl. It's a native of New Zealand. When it gets when it sees a predator, it gets so scared that it freezes instantly instead of trying to escape. The bird likes to feed on berries that grow once every four years. Also, the kakapo is not particularly good at reproducing. Uh, the males try to attract females by clearing up a mating area and making a booming call. Unfortunately, unfortunately, their call is such that it produces an echo all over the place, making it incredibly difficult for the female to find the mating area. Uh, sadly, there are only about 150 of them left on the planet today. Hey, I got my pad over here. Check it out. Out, out. It's cool. cool, cool. So it Come says in, a baby. booming call. So is it just... Boom. So, so dumb they're going to render themselves extinct. It sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. So all it they need to do is quiet down, down a little bit. Yeah. But they haven't learned that in 10 million years. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wonder how they lasted this long. I don't Where know. Where did you say it was filmed at? New Zealand. New Zealand. So it's close enough. It could take uh, the, Randy the cane toad could give it some reproductive pointers. Yeah. It, it doesn't need a – it's not scared. It doesn't freeze when it, when called into duty. <laughs> so, so eventually it will morph from being the parrot owl to the parrot toad. After the cane toad gets of it. I'm actually pictured in my mind like, oh, this is Randy the cane toad, and I'm taking collars on the meter's low line. What we got? Hello? I'm a cockapoo. I've got a problem. What is it? I can't find my mate. And then it just goes on from there, and it's like a love connection. But (laughs) Number four. Flamingos. And, and, and Todd has no comment to that. I'm just wanting to make sure I get through the list. Number four, Don't flamingos. To do. What? Number four, flamingos. Flamingos are cute and beautiful. They are blessed with two legs, but they prefer to make use of only one in most cases. They sleep only on one leg. Another example of their dumb behavior is that they try to catch fish while keeping their beaks upside down in the water, which is not a smart strategy. 
I don't know. It, it doesn't know if they do it because they're dumb or because they want to look different from every other animal. So, and Brady, tell our audience why they are pink. Uh, they're pink from their food. They're born are white, they? and they're yeah, they're born white, and they turn pink from the uh, shrimp or whatever they eat. Yes. I, I knew it was something external, but you got me on that one. I couldn't remember what it was. I was thinking it was something in the water. I actually, actually stumped you on an animal question. You did. Um, so so what yeah. a white dust in on one leg. You can't be more um, comfortable. Maybe wear out both. There you go. It's like, uh, like rotating two new pairs of shoes so they both last longer. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like we write. We're, we're like dominant one hand, so they don't write. So they're just dominant footed, so they stand on one. That's my guess. Yeah. But if they don't, you know, they're not the brightest, they'll be flamingo. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Number two. I'm sure we've all heard this before. Turkeys. The domesticated turkey is indeed one of the dumbest animals in the world. They prefer to drink water only when it's falling from up top, and sometimes they die in the rain. They are dumb enough to keep staring at the sky endlessly even when it's raining. They suffer from a hereditary condition called tetonic torticollar spasms, which means they will occasionally stare at the sky nonstop even when it's raining. Uh, Can they say tetonic? Huh? Tetonic, tetonic torticollar spasms. It also says the male turkeys have such a high sex drive that they sometimes indulge into sex with the decapitated head of a female turkey. So them and the cane toad probably get along well. Yeah. yeah. But Teutonic, that reminds me of German. Like, hello, I'm a turkey, yeah? I am German. Like, like Teutonic turkeys. T-E-T-A-N-I-C. Teutonic turkey. Is it the goblin turkey? <laughs> so, yeah, I've always heard turkeys were dumb. I don't know if – I mean people could fact check this. I don't know if it's true or not if they actually drown from looking. I've heard something like that before, but I don't know. So the domesticated turkey here is the one that's dumb. I mean is a wild turkey smarter? It's or definitely higher in alcohol content. <laughs> Couldn't we say guys. that – couldn't we say that any animal, once domesticated, is not as smart as? Well, I mean, I guess it depends on how you look at it. I mean, old Tom Turkey there is getting three squares a day. Of course, I guess he, he ends up being on somebody's table himself, but uh, it's a good probably, way not, to probably not too bad a life up to then. Yeah, I agree. Whereas the wild turkey is being shot at and whatnot. Just saying. Number, I missed one. I apologize. That was number two. I skipped number three for those counting along. Number three, pandas. They are, they are incredibly cute, but they're also insanely dumb. Pandas are carnivores, but they live on the plant uh, on the plant diet. Pandas are also among the most unromantic animals in the world. If they don't do something about it, they will go extinct in the near future. Uh, they're not as good at taking care of their infants. Sometimes the female pandas get so irritated with their little ones that they kill their own babies, which I know other animals do that as well, unfortunately. Yeah. That's a so, like the face of a, of a killer. <laughs> doesn't, does it? <laughs> but it? But it does look kind of a, like an empty glance. 
Doesn't look like there's a whole lot behind that right there. Behind, <laughs> it does look yeah. like it's just kind of like, yeah. 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 It does. Like, yes, I'm cute. Nobody doesn't likes like there's me much going on. <laughs> Don't cheat me because I'm beautiful. But, but it is rather a big deal when there is a panda born. Yeah. Interview. I mean, and maybe that's explained. And I didn't really know that they are not driven to mate. And maybe that's yeah. why it's such a big deal. It's, it's very difficult. Like, um, I remember the big deal, like when the pandas were at the Washington DC zoo, there was a Ling Ling. And anyway, one of the, one of the males just was like irritating the female horribly and couldn't get the job done. Um, I was able to finally get to see live pandas a couple years ago at the Atlanta zoo. And I'm a struck. Now I consider myself a, well-read person on animals, but I was shocked. I, I expected them to be bigger. Yeah, I've, I've seen them in, in the San Diego Zoo, and I, I thought the same thing. So I expected them to be about the size of black bears, but they're not. They're you know more the size of a um, oh maybe a large dog. Yeah, but was that was that our twenty-minute timer already? That was the twenty minutes. Yes. Oh my gosh! Time flies. Number one, sloths. Sloths are the slowest and dumbest animals. Sloths are the slowest and dumbest animals out there. They spend most of their time sleeping on the tree branches, but they never poop on the trees. They descend once a week to do their business on the ground and then go back up. Sometimes while climbing, they confuse their own limbs for tree branches and fall down and die. (laughs) That's pretty... Dense. Um, see, the one thing that Eric, we always had read that sloths conduct commerce through the pores of their skin because their bodies are so inefficient that they basically poop sweat. Yes. But I heard that's not necessarily the case. Well, we also heard that they're so inactive that moss grows in their fur. That yeah. is true. Which is much like a lot of teenagers on a Saturday morning. Um, true story. I got to give a shout out to uh, Kyle. Um, we did an overnight, my uh, fifth graders did an overnight uh, field trip at the zoo. And uh, the place we stayed was where the sloths were at. And um, it was funny because like one of my coworkers loves sloths. She has sloth pictures all over her room and everything. So she was walking by, and there was this sloth so close she could touch it. And, you you know, the temptation, because we were told very clearly, don't annoy the sloths or anything. And Kyle and I were in the second level, and we were looking down at, at the girls' level where they were staying. And you saw her sneak up, and she saw the sloth, and she started to stick her finger, like maybe touch it. And then Kyle went, hey! Get away from there, right? And she like, took off running, scared her to death. Thought it was a zoo person getting ready to bust down on her, but it was a classic moment. But the sloth was just sitting there, like it was literally feet away from me, like two feet away from me. But yes, they do move slowly, but they are cool. So, could do you think it could hurt you? I mean, if you touched it and you made it mad, I mean, would it be fast enough to hurt you? Well, I would say those three toes, they have some pretty long, curved, scythe-like claws. I mean, they hang on a tree. I bet they could do some damage to a skin or an eyeball. But, I mean, would they have the wherewithal to turn around and scythe someone with their claws? Or would it be so slow that you could... 
easily get away. Yeah, like the like the six million dollar man. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say there has to be a defense mechanism there, or they wouldn't have lasted this long on Earth. You know, I or else the zookeeper wouldn't say, "Hey, don't mess with them." Like they wouldn't say, "Hey, go up and pet it." Or, or they're rather gamey and not good eating. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> well, I mean, if they have poop sweat, I can't imagine them being too tasty. I wouldn't think. <laughs> yeah, I, I had known that they – I didn't know that they'd use the uh, – they came down the tree, you know, every once in a while and used the bottom of the tree as a toilet until I was reading a book to my students at the end of last school year and learned that. That's actually – once again, that's not – that's pretty smart. But yeah, I guess a lot of work climbing back up part. Yeah. yeah mistaking, they would just go where they, huh? mistaking your own limb for a tree limb, that's not very smart. <laughs> it looks like they would just stay up in the tree and let gravity do its job. Yeah. Who would know? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, yes, world's dumbest animals, topic number one. That was fun cool. times. All right. All right, Brady. You're uh, you're up. All right. This is going to be a mixture. What's going to sound like at first is going to be a depressing topic, but it's not. We can all agree that 2020 has been tough on everybody, right? Right. Definitely. Pandemics and lots of awful stuff. But 2020 is also going to be memorable. There's going to be a lot of things about this year that we remember for the rest of our life. And that is why we are going to do the 2020 museum um, topic. So if we could build a museum to 2020, what exhibits, what would go in the 2020 museum? That is our topic. So um, let let me give an example, and this one's not going to be a difficult one, obviously. It's going to get everybody's juices flowing. Obviously, the mask. Right. Yes, the, the, I was going to say. A whole hall of masks of different kinds, and you can hear the you know the person taking the you know the children in fifty years, and this one is called a neck gator, and over here you have the face shield, which was fine at first, but not fine, and you know like there's going to be a whole hall of masks, different artwork, different designs, different kinds come with a little bubble on them. So I hope that gets everybody thinking, you know, what we're talking about when we talk about a 2020 museum. Do you gentlemen have anything to add about that one? So does your museum, I guess the question would be, what kind of museum is it? Since you alluded to the fact in your mask section, there may be masks that are functional. There may be masks that have, you know, artwork on them or, like you say, the gator being different than the surgical mask, being different than, you know, what the face shield. I mean, is your museum an art museum? Is it a museum of history? Is it, I mean, or does it have different sections? It is much like the Smithsonian. There's different wings. In the mask wing would be a combination of the art and medical. Um, don't forget those things. Waiting for these to arrive to help make our lives a little bit easier. But uh, once again, I got to give a shout out to my our listener Kyle. He calls them maskets, where they look like a little silicone basket, but they go in your mask. 
kind of give you a little bit of dome to help the breathing. All right. So there's going to be all kinds of gadgets, you know, the lanyard, the mask, what they're made out of. So there could be a whole haul of masks just in this 2020 museum because it's going to be a memorable thing. I mean, in 40 years, how many of our children and our grandchildren are going to point to pictures of them in masks this year? Lots. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was actually – when we did our school picture – well, the, the fall pictures the other day for students, I was actually surprised that they weren't having them take at least one picture in their mask. Yeah. Because I think it's something that it's something that would be kind of memorable to have a picture of. I mean I yeah. know a lot of parents have, you know. And I'm not even being the least bit funny. Masks. I, I, um, I, I'm being totally serious. You know, it totally flips the script in your brain. So um, I was out of recess duty, and we have, like, separated recess zones to keep our kids separated. And outside, they get to take their mask off. And I'm looking, it's like, who's that kid? I've never seen him before. And then when they put their mask on, I was like, oh, it's it. So I recognize the kids with masks on, but not their faces which is the total opposite of any kind of logical. So I, I thought that was really crazy. You know, my brain playing tricks on me there. Yeah. So, yeah. It's kind of, but Eric, what, what say you after mask, what would you say? Um, I guess a second exhibit uh, in the 2020 museum would have to be. And of course where COVID obviously is the big topic uh, this year. However, uh, the other big topic, and Todd is wearing a political shirt tonight, uh, certainly would have to be a political section of the uh, of the museum. And uh, I, I think you'd have to go with a lot of a, let's say, a, t- a Twitter exhibit of sorts. You know, uh, certainly you can say what you want to say, and we're not going to get political here as far as who's for what or who's not for what, but... I believe you can say that our current president communicates much differently than presidents have in the past, even though uh, our previous president Obama was very in tune with uh, technology and tweeted out quite a bit and still does. But uh, this president using technology to communicate directly with the people instead of through other means, uh, press conference, press conference, that sort. Yes. So I, I certainly think you would have a an exhibit of sorts that would show that switch in communication by by uh, politicians, and and it's not even just the president. I mean, there are several uh, members of Congress, for example, that will communicate solely through tweeting and in that method uh, versus having the press conference or talking directly to the media. And yeah. using the media as a as a conduit of sorts, so that has been a switch that would be worthy of a exhibit in our museum, I believe. Absolutely, absolutely, good one, good call. That was a little bit more yeah. of an intellectual based uh, answer. So, Todd, you got something in mind? Well, I would say if uh, toilet paper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Toilet, a, a toilet paper exhibit in this in in the museum. In I don't exactly know, huh? Of the, empty, the pictures of the empty shelves where yeah, well, yeah, and just yeah, pic, pictures of the empty shelves. Maybe people, uh, you know, maybe 
you know, just have a little some some uh, mannequin or characters with some like people arguing over toilet paper, tugging on a the, the last pack of toilet paper. You know, yeah, fighting over it. My favorite one was when an MIT scientist or mathematician figured that if just on the average that if you only used three toilet paper squares when you conducted your commerce, possible that the amount like if you, the people that bought an entire case of toilet paper, like multiple cases, that this person would have to be conducting their commerce like every sixty-two seconds. For like a year, but who uses three squares? <laughs> Cheryl, evidently Cheryl Crow. Remember, uh, he wanted that law passed that only you should only be allowed to use two squares of toilet paper, and she made a big deal about this. And like, who's going to enforce this law? Exactly, who polices that? The bears. So, maybe take the toilet paper exhibit and expand it into how did the population react to supply chain disruption? Yeah. I mean, you would think things like, you know, canned foods and everything, but man, that toilet paper run was real. That, that, that was in, you know, they would limit, you know, you could only buy like one, you know, four pack at a time. You could only buy one per customer. Cause they, you know, that, 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 that will definitely, that little, Exhibit will definitely be um, in the museum. Well, the toilet paper was the face of this supply chain disruption. However, there were some forgotten or little known, and I'll give you a for instance. I could not find a can of vegetable soup to save my life for months. Really? Yes. Now, in my in my current diet, vegetable soup works out very well. It's very filling. It it doesn't cost you a lot calorie-wise. So I was looking for vegetable soup on a regular basis. You couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah. Now, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't eat a lot of vegetables. Yeah. I don't eat a lot of vegetable soup, so I wasn't, I wasn't really looking for that in particular. But I know that some other times we went shopping, I went grocery shopping, and, or, you know, we, there were, there were, seems like there were, areas of different shelves that were bare than others. So I don't exactly remember what types of food those were, but I'm assuming maybe you think maybe it's because, you know, soup is such a easy to make versatile food that they. And it won't spoil. So people were probably, you know, like hoarding. Um, and I just happened to have it in my hand. It, 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 not vegetable soup, but like um, you were talking about items that you didn't think about where toilet paper got all the love. Um, there's only one item that I ordered on Amazon the first couple of weeks of the pandemic that, um, you know, where most people, they said the supply, supply chain would be disrupted and, you know, that it was going to be a problem. There's only been one thing that I got. It, guitar strings. It literally, when I ordered guitar strings at the beginning of the pandemic, it took eight weeks for them to arrive. Really? Yep. That and guitar picks. That that order is the only one that I had the nightmare scenario where it took weeks and weeks and weeks. Everything else came as normal. But well, 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 the question is though, were the guitar strings just not in the supply, or were they not deemed to be essential? 
and that's why they were put on the back burner. I'm thinking it had something to do with the store and the supplier not having any employees. Like they were shut down or something and they had a skeleton crew and they couldn't, you know, get the supply out. And I'm talking on the side of my, you know, that's just my guess. Yeah. But anyway, that, that was, that was my hard to find one. So then, you know, toilet paper, any, any types, like any, any shortage issues or product that was having shortage issue, we could have a display at the, at the museum. How about just, you know, and maybe just a little grocery store set up at the museum showing how, you know, all of the uh, arrows, you know, how the arrows were pointed and, and, you know, things like that. Or, or various sets on the floor that say, keep your distance or six feet social distancing. Yes. Yeah. See everywhere. I agree. This is going to be uh, before before we go back to some levity. I think that this pandemic might have put an end to large brick and mortar chains of many stripes. Um, where like things like Kroger and everything, they're going to start shrinking their stores because the click list in home delivery um, is going to become the mode of choice instead of going to these massive super you know size. That there's some stories that's already starting to build like Best Buy. They said Best Buy is going to be closing a lot of their super size, you know, brick and mortar stores, and it's going to be smaller delivery based things. So who knows? Yeah, shopping will look maybe different in the future. Ready for Ace. some letters? Well, one thing on that click list note, I saw in the newspaper that Georgetown is getting the country's first off-site click list pickup yes. zone. Really? Yeah. So people people can get on their Kroger app and they can order groceries in Georgetown, which does not have a Kroger store, and they would be delivered every day, or I think maybe it's Tuesday, Thursday, between the hours of five and eight or something. You can set up a time to pick up your click list order. Yeah. It, Interesting. It, it, how about this for how about this for a display at the museum? Uh Mi- miniature uh, sports arenas and stadiums empty, like to show to show the empty stadiums Absolutely. and arenas. Yeah, um, ha- uh, movie mark movie marquees with nothing on them. So, you know, yeah. Since this all happened, no movies have been released. Okay, and, and I'm going to give you an interesting, I guess, tie-in. I had a book when I was very young, and I'm you know ten, nine, eight years old could probably still be in my dad's house at this point. I may find it someday again. And I can't remember what it was called, but the gist of the story was the kid in the story was growing up in the late 1800s and baseball was starting to take hold as a, as a sport that the nation played and was interested in. And something happened to where he, I believe if I remember correctly, he got hit by a pitch, pitched ball or got hit by a bat or something. At any rate, he got knocked out. And when he was knocked out, he was transported into the future. And I can't remember what the quote-unquote future was at that point, because, I mean, this is the 1970s when I had this book. So the future may be like Back to the Future 2 and be 19 or 2015 or something, but like in a, in a world where you have flying cars or whatever. But in the future, they played baseball in television studios. There were no there were no fans. It was strictly for TV, and they played in studios. So essentially, that's what you have going on right now. There are no fans. 
they play for the purpose of playing on TV. So this book has actually come to life because of the pandemic. Wow. Interesting. Wow. Very cool. Yeah, yeah that is cool. Wrestling. I mean, I, I, wrestling's being played to empty, you know, no fans and everything. They're doing it like in like back in the old days, like the, the studio, you know, the old studios, but, but no yeah. fans. Mid-Atlantic. Exactly. <laughs> Are you ready for funny? Yes. This yeah. is going to be, I won't even need to say anything to most people. This is going to be the epitome of um, 2020 in the museum. So, whoops, let me get to it there. Let me share my screen. And this photo alone is going to, um, let's see, I think I got it here. I got to remember how to do this. Share. Oh, there. That's what I need to do. My bad. And here it comes. Ready? Let me put it up there. <laughs> tiger Joe King. Exotic in the Tiger King. Oh, yeah. There is oh, never yeah. a time. It, it was the right place, the right time. It was lightning in a bottle because um, because we were all home and freaked out. And we happened to watch it. And I don't even like reality TV. And daggone it, I couldn't stop watching this show. Never watched no, it. it was, it's definitely hard to turn away from and produce some of the funniest memes ever. <sighs> um, it, it was certainly something. Which, which is a measure, which is a standard that, you know, you, you think about it. That's something different about the, the day, the world we live in. Something success can be judged by something like that, how, how many memes, how, you know, how the memes that are spun from that particular, you know, in this case, TV show or whatever are definitely a sign of how successful it is. I mean, I would say that the, the memes and all the jokes and stuff that were going around social media probably, you know, is one of the reasons why the show was so popular as well. Yeah. You know, they, I mean, they the, were, uh, golden nuggets which came first. I mean, obviously. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> 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 You're exactly right. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm waiting for uh, if there is any sort of trick-or-treat or anything this year. I don't know. I haven't heard what plans are for trick-or-treating this year, but I guarantee there are going to be some Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin uh, Halloween costumes this year out trick-or-treating. I, I was able to avoid the Speaking of which, I wonder if there will be trick-or-treating this year. I'm, I'm guessing Good not. Question. That's going to be another 2020 <laughs> year that killed trick or treat. Yeah. So what else? What else is in this museum? Um, I have something you can't mention 2020 without mentioning murder hornets. Well, you you beat me to it. Very That's true. Although, uh, I, but that was only a thing for like five minutes. Yeah. It was going to be terrible, and then it kind of went away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so murder hornets. Oh, 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 zooming. Oh, yes. Well, you, you yeah, talk about the run, zooming. The, the run on the supply chain. Another thing you could not find anywhere, you could not find a webcam anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I was just lucky that you know I have one built in my Chromebook, otherwise, I would have been up the creek. Yeah, all right. 
Um, so, uh, Mass Murder Hornets, Joe Exotic. Dr. Fauci, one of the most um, improbable celebrities in the world. When is a man from viral epidemiology going to be one of the most recognizable people in the world, except during a pandemic? Well, Lord knows only during a pandemic would he have gotten the chance to show off his god-awful pitching arm, that's for sure. Yeah, they need a vaccine. (laughs) Keep that man (laughs) on mound. Um, Let's see. Um, We've already kind of talked about how like maybe – Yeah, I was just going to say in um, uh, at least Ohio, or this museum. And this museum, I'm assuming, is the whole you know representative of the whole country. But we would have had uh, what's her name? Um, I forgot her name already. Amy Acton. Yeah, yeah. Amy Acton. She was kind of Ohio's Dr. Fauci. She was. Well, and I'm assuming that, of course, we have wine with the wine here at two o'clock, and. Bashir down in Kentucky has his thing at four o'clock or five every day. And I'm I'm assuming that every governor of every state had a coronavirus update that actually, and that would be an interesting thing too in the museum. It it kind of morphed into not just coronavirus. They were like DeWine would talk about other things and policy instead of just talking coronavirus. Um I think a historical yeah, so reference you could draw would be much like the fireside chat that fdr did during world war ii where you know our politicians our governors and everything and president would get out and you know give you the information as it was coming in because people were pretty unsettled so i was going to say you know even on the you know the federal level i mean you know trump daily press conferences or Mm -hmm. briefings briefings corona briefings um so that's definitely uh unprecedented and the last bit will just punctuate it with probably the happiest thing for all of us, the stimulus check, the coronavirus <laughs> stimulus check, which yeah, will probably never have it again. <laughs> I mean, it's happened twice in my lifetime, so yeah, I'll say it will never happen again. But that's true. When, that's true. When was the last one? I remember. I remember the last one, but when was it? The two thousand eight recession. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I remember that. So, so um, it begs the question, though: Will there be a Will there be a museum? You think there'll be a a, a COVID museum or a 2020 based museum, or you think there'll be just just displays or you know in in other museums that are already a thing? Just there'll be areas like you know. Uh, I do. In our lifetimes, we have a parallel. Um, you know, because the anniversary is coming up, uh, September 11th, uh, spawns, you know, museums and traveling exhibits. I do think the uh, pandemic of 2020 will definitely, you know, uh, have some kind of, you know, or, or in 50 years, will it be like the traveling exhibit? Like, go see the, uh, Go see the King Tut tomb, whatever, and at the museum yeah. in Cincinnati, twenty twenty, the the tour or whatever. Yeah, like the traveling exhibits, like the traveling exhibits. Well, and you know, and obviously, you know, this topic was a little more serious than sometimes we are, which is I think good to do every once in a while, a little, yeah. a little deeper, a little. Uh, but obviously, we purposely, I think, chose to 
not go as I guess serious as as the protests uh, slash riots that have been going on. And and uh, but that would definitely be something that I'm assuming would have some pretty uh, uh, be represented in the in the museum. Oh, I'm sure. And just throw yeah. this out there. Um, send us messages. Post on our. Uh, Facebook, what do you consider? What do you think should go in the 2020 museum? Yeah, what were our missed opportunities here? Yeah, yeah. Think about, um, definitely, we mentioned it briefly, the social distancing, the the stickers on the grocery, but, you know, not just grocery stores. Think of of all the places that have the the stickers on the floor that show you the six feet distances. And uh, just in our line of work alone, there's probably several things that, which right there would be something in the museum up. You know something, something representing the school and students and you know, cleaning materials and. Mm-hmm. All right, good topic. Good topic. Good topic. Okay, so it's up to me to round it out here. Um, You're the closer. Out. So it's been a while since we've done a music topic. So time for one. Um. Actually saw this one today. Some sometimes the topics just kind of pop up at the last minute, and uh, this was one of those things. Um, sometimes we kind of share topics, and we come to the table with several things, and other people use them, and it's just kind of the way we roll here. But anyway, uh, this is the topic I decided on, and the topic is, uh, and it actually came out of Twitter, and the tweet was. And I'm going to start the timer here so we don't, because we certainly can get off track here with music. But so the tweet is in a debate, what is the most universally beloved song? So there's topic three on the bottom of your screen. And I, I typed it out loved, but I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to qualify this. So the qualification is, I'm not talking popular. I'm not looking for the world's most popular song. I'm looking for the song that no matter who you ask, and it may even be a point of, I can't say anything bad about it. I may not love it, but I don't hate it. And most everybody you talk to, now, of course, you're not going to find that one song that everybody will say, I don't hate it, because someone's going to hate it. However, we're looking for the songs that most people will say, I either love it or I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. So that would be called the most universally beloved song. So my thought is I would take this Twitter feed and we would just kind of go down the list and see if that qualifies in a list that we would make and maybe come to a conclusion as the ones we go over, maybe we can add some of our own here as well. Mm-hmm. What would be the most universally beloved song? So the first comment here says Bohemian Rhapsody. That was actually my number two when I thought of, but yes, I, you know, there might be people think it's a little silly and over the top, but my gosh, who doesn't sing along and bang their head to that song? You know, it just, you know, to this day, if I'm driving in my car and, you know, for me, yeah. I, so, I do it. So, so then the question is, did Wayne's World really make that song or was it universally beloved prior to 
See, I was getting ready to say, it, it, I mean, in, in causation doesn't really matter. What makes it the most beloved song, I assume, for this topic? But uh, I would say there's two things. Number one is Wayne's World, and then obviously the Bohemian Rhapsody movie from last year or whenever it was. I mean, again, re, was a, I guess, re-sparking or a, a, you know, for, the, for today's generation, for the newer, for the younger folk. Um, I would say without those didn't mean to jump up again. My mic got real loud in my ear. Um, yeah. I didn't know what happened there. It scared me. Twice in a row now. When it does, it's like crazy loud. So for those of you that watch this video, you'll see me look like I sucked a lemon in it. Uh, scared by a ghost at the same time. But uh, anyway, I think those without those two, without Wayne's World and without the movie Bohemian Rhapsody, I, I don't think that would probably have been on the list. And I, I, I agree. Along with that. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Now, of course, people obviously on Twitter will chime in on their thoughts as well. And some people say overrated, overplayed, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the next comment here is Country Roads. Is that it? Now, I, I will say this about Country Roads. There, there is a tie-in with West Virginia. And uh, there's a sports tie-in. So if you dislike West Virginia, you may dislike the song because that's the song they sing every time they win. And then they may sing it when they lose. I don't know. I, don't, I would have to ask Amanda Blanton, the only WVU grad I know. But uh, that, that song may carry with it some angst because of people not liking West Virginia sports. But um, I don't think it's a bad choice as far as universally – at least appreciate it, I guess. It's hard to dislike it, John Denver. It is. Um, even though that John Denver's full of shit, man. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> can I, I'm going to share a, great, a screen for you. Go ahead, a great, a great um, kind of indicator of a, a popular song or a song that popular is the fact that drunk, sober, you know, a room full of people, that song comes on. And even people that don't know the lyrics word for word will mumble it the entire time. Dun, 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 dun. And then when it gets to the West Virginia, everybody busts in at the same time for the West right. Virginia mountain mama part that, that they know it. Right. And uh, so I would agree. Yep. Uh, I'm uh, my, my computer is moving slowly here, but I have a great, great demonstration of that. So um, it's just uh, while you're doing that, it reminds me of uh, a, a, a Facebook memory that popped up here a while back. And it was a memory of us being at Myrtle Beach, uh, my family being at Myrtle Beach. And we, the place we stay at Myrtle Beach, there's a, there's a beach bar and a karaoke that goes on every night. And one of our favorite things to do is to sit on our balcony and listen to the people karaoke. And the, the song that always cracks me up is when some, it's usually a drunk guy, uh, will sing Purple Rain. And like, it's absolute gibberish. It's gibberish the entire time. You can't tell, a, a, you can't understand a word they're saying until it gets to the purple rain. And then they belt it out as deep and proud as they possibly can. And uh, it's kind of the same thing with the uh, West Virginia Mountain Mama line. Perfect. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> I've seen that same meme with uh, uh, Jolene, Dolly Parton's Jolene. <laughs> nice. That is yeah. funny. Perfect. Exactly. 
purple rain. Uh, yeah. yeah. Purple rain. But yeah, the same same way with that song. I mean, there, I bet there's no one alive right now. If if you are over the age of 15, maybe 10, that hasn't at least heard Country Roads before. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Okay, so moving on down the list here, and I'm I, I'm going to kind of dismiss this one because I don't know that it belongs, but maybe you guys have a different opinion. Uh, the next comment talks about in the air tonight, <sighs> and and my my take on that song is the next tweet after the guy that mentions it. Uh, this guy tweets, "In the air tonight is literally one measure of fire, and the rest either waiting for the measure or disappointment that it has gone by." <laughs> <laughs> that's my take on it i can agree it, to that yeah well it's found some new cultural cachet because of the two teenagers who you know were listening to it for the very first time in their yeah. general in their face and appreciation they said man that beat didn't kick in until three minutes in and uh i'm gonna go with it's a slow build but uh, yeah of course yeah, I, being the miami vice nerd you know i can't hear that song without thinking miami vice Right. I think another uh, thing boosting that song's popularity is the uh, often false uh, narrative that it was based on uh, him seeing someone uh, watch someone drown in the, you know, in the water. And, yeah. 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 And I, I'd always heard that he, Phil Collins had seen someone watch someone drown. I never understood it because if he saw someone watching someone drown, then he watched someone drown too and didn't go help. So I, I've never understood, but it's, it's made up anyway, but I think that adds to the. What I've thing. heard is that he saw a murder and then he was at his concert after he got famous and he never forgot the face of the murderer. So the guy was in the front row and he dedicated the song to him and he pointed at him and the lights went on and the cops came and arrested him. <laughs> I, I'm gonna make that. that, that I, was, I heard this. I heard the same thing, but yeah, I heard the same thing. But I never. It was a. It, again, it was about a. It was about a lake or something, a drowning, and then that I never heard the cops coming in and the lights coming on. But yeah. either way, you look at it, it's made up. It's and cool. that, but that that adds to the uh, definitely to the to the to the story to the popularity of the song. Yeah. All right. So next on the list, and I I do believe this one belongs, for whatever reason. Uh, Sweet Caroline. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In, Although I think it could be polarizing as well. Everybody likes it for the same reason. Yeah. For three reasons. Todd, do you know what those three reasons are? Well, well it's wow. the... Yeah, it's it's the... It's the, it's the clapback or whatever you call it. The... Uh, not clapback. The... Uh, <laughs> it's the interaction... Yeah, and, and oddly, I can't think of too many songs though that that have that. No, there's I mean, something I can't about think of too many that bothers me though, and it's the reaching out, touching me. Well, you know what that song's here. about. <laughs> Do you know what that song's about? Uh, it. The story goes now. I, I don't. I, I can't verify for sure, but yeah. the going story is that um, it was written about Caroline Kennedy. Really? Now, when he wrote the song, 
Caroline Kennedy was like 11 years old. Exactly. So there's that um, dark. I don't think that's true. Well, that's again, it's could be like your story about Phil Collins dedicating the guy. Yeah. Or whatever. But um, But, that that story is quoted quite a bit. So, I mean, I don't know. The part that I didn't get, though, where he's reaching out, touching me, touching you. So all I can imagine is this word, like he's touching. He's, I don't know. There was something just kind of stilted about that whole lyric that always kind of like drew up a weird picture. Nothing being inappropriate, but it just kind of felt clunky to me. But anyway. All right. So uh, moving on. Now, this, this next tweet gives several. And and quite honestly, this first one comes up quite a bit in this thread, but I I really don't know it. Mr. Brightside. Oh, that was on my list. That I, was I on, is, that the, is that the uh, uh, the killers? The killer song? Yeah. Hmm. I, I don't know it. Eric, you've heard Mr. You've heard Brightside. It. You've heard it. Maybe I have. I I don't know it by name. Coming out of my kid and I've been feeling just fine. And, uh, Oh yeah, you've heard it. It, it, it. Everybody, yeah. I I can't. I can't, probably think of some people who got tired of hearing it because it was played so much. But I can't think of anybody that hates that song. In fact, um, in Enemy Magazine, the British music magazine, it was voted the song of the decade of the nineties. Yeah. Well, like I said, I mean, I'll take a word for it. I'm not. I don't know it by name, but yeah. It's a good one. So, uh, also in this same tweet, Stacy's mom. Yeah, that's pretty popular. Popular, yeah. Africa by Toto. Oh yeah. Oh again, yeah. Though, again, though, I, I, Weezer bringing Weezer covering it, I definitely think brought it brought it back to the forefront. Yeah. But I mean, was it universally loved before that? Yeah, I, it, I I don't know. It, I mean, very few people would not jam out to that song and start caterwauling at the top of their lungs when that right. part came on. Yeah. And uh, the last one on this tweet is Drops of Jupiter. I hate I, that song. See, I love that. Loud. So that, that immediately gets off the song because there's few. I, I've always hated that song. And I might be in a big minority, but I've always detested that song. And I have no rational reason for it. So Brady says, yet. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, the next one here, which, again, I believe probably is on another level. Don't stop believing. Mm -hmm. That was number three on my list. So we still haven't hit number one on your list. Not yet. Okay. I, 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 uh, well, obviously, I mean, you know, that's when I see, I see a reaction out of, you know, myself. I mean, I, I, yeah, that's a pretty big, that's up there. That's my top five, definitely. It's in my top five. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next tweet says, Hey, Jude, or let it be. So a little Beatles corner there. I would put, oh, 
I think I would put Hey Jude in my top ten. I love Let It Be, but Hey Jude, that sing along, the, the sing along at the end. There's it's hard to you know not sing along to that when it comes on. By the way, you may want to check your mic again because it's kind of doing what it was doing. But it's doing what it was doing. Sorry. So we'll uh, we'll go ahead now. Now this one again, I believe, is on another level, and this may be your number one, Brady. I don't know. Piano Man. No. No. Everybody loves uh, it. Yeah, that wouldn't be on mine either. No. I mean, I, I I find very few people that won't belt that one out. True. I mean, if you're talking right. about the, the return, like Sweet Caroline, I think Piano Man is on that same plane. Yeah. Um, this isn't my top, you know, one. But is Margaritaville on that list? I haven't gotten to it yet, but um, you know, I, I could see that being on that level as yeah. well. All right. So moving on, and then okay. So here, here's a list. This guy put a very lengthy list. So, and I'll just go down the list, and you can give me yay or nay. My girl. Lean on me. Lean on me. Yay. Yeah. Uh, Ticket to Ride. That's not one of my favorite Beatles. I don't think is up there now. No. Stand by me. Yeah. Respect. Just leave it. <laughs> uh, Rocket Man. Yeah, I can see where that would still Yeah. Son, yeah. Son of a preacher. I, I, I see. No, nah, nah, what am I? I don't know. You, you know, you know, one that I would put on that though that I've that, that, two songs, and this is personally speaking from the band here that I see uh, have have become quickly favorites, and I never really thought about them, and you know, until is and that is uh, uh, Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Um, Joy of the world. Joy of the world. Yeah, I couldn't think of the actual title. That one. That, that one is one that definitely. Uh, I would put it. I would put it in the same. What made me think of that was when you said Son of a preacher man." I I keep. I put it in the same category as the last one you mentioned. Yeah. Okay. And then. So, so Brady, I, I think we may have hit it here, I, and I know your love of this. Good vibrations. Oh, yeah, it's number. It's definitely in my top five. That is a work of art. It's hard to duplicate. I'm a big Brian Wilson guy. That just everything that goes. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Even that opening. That ching, ching, it just puts you in a good smiley. Yeah, it's hard not to love that. Although Sun Kiss tried to ruin it by putting it in a commercial, but it's still an amazing song. Makes me smile just talking about it. Good song. Good song. Okay, so uh, moving on. Uh, take a chance on me, little little Abba. I like the erasure for it too. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and then this one says "Good Times." I don't know if that. <laughs> good times. <laughs> no, I don't think. I, I, I think that would be better than this good times here. Um, don't stop till you get enough. I don't think that rises lovely. Michael Jackson, yeah. Yeah. Don't you forget about me. Hmm. Yeah. 
not too many people hate that song. It's got such a strong tie into the movie. And and although this one is the one that just popped in my mind is not on this list, I'm going to say it after I get done with the list. Uh, Jumpin' Jack Flash is in this list, which I again I don't think. <sighs> I uh, I don't know. I just don't. It doesn't move me. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it doesn't move me like oh yes, Jumpin' Jack Flash. Yeah, if it comes on, I don't. If it comes on the radio, I don't turn it. But it's not one I seek out. Right. Uh, be my baby. Be my. Be my oh yeah, yeah. Good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So the one that popped in my mind, looking in that list, take on me. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I, again, there's. But popular across the world. I mean, you know. Yeah. All right. So the next one here, which again may rise to the level. I don't know. It's it's kind of gone away here in recent years, I think. But rock and roll part two. The and I don't know that it's beloved. It's it's recognizable. Uh-huh. I don't know if it would rise to beloved. I don't love it. No, and I know people do it. They feel kind of compelled to do a hey. Do you think that one is, is, I would think, a certain age group? You know, if you're, is that something they still play at like high school sports and things? Or I, I haven't heard it in a while as far it's as being right now that it's been sullied, you know, Gary well, is in a Thai prison for multiple counts yeah. of pedophilia. So it, it's like he was kind of he was a predatory monster. Really? So. I didn't yeah. know that. Yep. Hmm. And that's what the next tweet says. Uh, Gary Glitter is a pedophile, so no. <laughs> All right. Uh, just real quickly, our 20 minutes have gone up. But uh, tears for fears. Every, everybody wants to rule the world. See, I would put shout over that one. Yeah. yeah. I like them both. Been a couple different votes in this thread for September, Earth, Wind, and Fire, which I don't particularly care for the song too much, but I'm trying to even remember it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good song, but it, is. it seems like we're it seems like we're missing a lot of big, big songs. Still haven't got my number one yet. Well th- this this one says Purple Rain is on the list here. Yeah, I was thinking that earlier when I was talking about the karaoke guy that it possibly could be on this list. Okay, Brady, well, what's your number one? Hotel California. It's the song, the story, and people to this day still wonder, you know, like, what's that song about? You know, it, people love it, you know? And... um you don't hear of anybody hating it. That's true. Yeah, nobody hates it. I would, I, was, I would put that in my top three, but I there's one I would put over it. But I, but I do put them. I've always put that song on my top three to five greatest songs ever written, which is obviously a different list. But um, I put Freebird up there every every bit as high as as uh, Hotel California. Brady, you play music for a lot of years. How many times do people ever yell out "Play Hotel California"? Zero. So, How many times did people yell "Play Freebird" every right? show? 
Yeah. Yeah, but it isn't that because they would. It's not because they want to hear the song. It's because they know it's. I think they want to hear the song. I, I think they want to hear the song. I, I again, I would. Is that a product of us being where we are? More so, I don't think so. That, no. that, that, that's like the cliche all over. Flavor. That that that's. I mean, if you were playing a gig in Idaho, would there still yeah. be this outcry for Freebird? I, I think so. Yeah. Again, I think I think I I would I would have to be. It would be tough to prove to me that that Freebird it wasn't every bit of the biggest song as Hotel California. I think it was well, every bit as big. You mean as in charts or I I'm not talking that I'm just talking about uh, I'm just talking about just but yeah. Well I mean are are you talking about just the song or the album, that kind of thing? Yeah, but here's the thing. And and, I love Freebird, but I'm gonna shut down your argument with this tidbit. Freebird didn't have a haunted house ride at the Broome County Fair at Hotel California. Yeah, yeah, but but I guarantee you asked you asked any one of the ride operators at the Brown County Fair if they'd rather hear Freebird or Hotel California. I guarantee you, ninety nine percent of them would have said Freebird, especially if they were operating the Murph ride. Because most most of them look like they were in Skinnerd. <laughs> the case is rested. <laughs> that makes you want to do a search. All right, I, I've always put three. Uh, it, it, Freebird, Hotel California, and Carry a Wayward Son as three of the greatest five songs ever written. Yeah. Uh, Carry yeah, a Wayward Son definitely wouldn't be up there popularity as yeah, wise as, as the other two. Not, but how widespread, of course, I'm biased, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, again, very recognizable, I believe. But I always thought that Hotel California should have been made into a horror movie. I would like to see somebody with a good vision turn that into a, a horror movie. It could be done. It could be, yeah. Probably could. All right. I didn't know what a Colita was until last week. <laughs> you were last week years old when you found out that. Yeah, I thought it was. A, I thought it was a desert flower, like the Colitas or Magnolia or whatever. But no, I I was shocked to find out what a Colita was. It's it's a drink, right? No. What is it? It's translated from Spanish, meaning small tail. It's dubage. It's a small joint. It's the smell of colitas. Really? And I thought a colita was like a geranium or something, it, like a mm-hmm. flower. Well, I guess I always assumed it was it was some sort of. I always assumed it was some sort of marijuana reference or something. I thought it was a fragrant desert flower. Hmm. Okay, uh, you're you're speaking of charts. I mean, I'm speaking of charts. I don't know if you ex- exactly were or not, but Freebird was the highest charting Leonard Skinner song, coming in at number twenty-one. Yes. So, uh, for example, Sweet Home Alabama charted at number thirty-one. Um, the Freebird extended version in 1979 was at 43, and that was after the plane crash. And then uh, Sweet Home Alabama in 2007 charted at 44. So wow. their their charts 
were few and far between. But yeah, do you know what we haven't? What about Beat It? Yeah, I was going to say Thriller. Thriller, yeah. Yeah. Many people have an aversion, you know. Yeah, man. This guy on Twitter says, "Don't stop till you get enough," (laughs) but doesn't mention Beat It or Thriller. I mean, that's yeah. What what about uh, what about a a big about Jump or something? You know, I was inspired to Jump. That's true. I'll tell you the only reason I don't think Jump is on that list because of many Van Halen purists or metal purists. They, that's when they went keyboard, so they kind of have an attitude about that song, even though it's a great, great song. Yeah. So. But that, that's a small slice of the populace, though. I mean, we're talking about universally loved. Yeah. All right. Well, good topic. Good topic. Notice, good how, notice how many songs and you know, bands, you know... It, Every every topic with music, the same songs and bands kind of tend to creep in there. I think that says something too about yeah. just strong, lasting music. How you know, or do you just have the formula as that band to know how to write a song? Yeah, to get. I mean, of course, a lot of bands were denigrated because they had the formula that it resulted in high charting songs and people. I, one thing we didn't mention, we didn't mention any ACDC, and I, I mean, I, I, I oh. know, I mean, ACDC's shook me all night long. Yeah, shook me all night long. Yeah, back in black or shook me all night long, or even like Hell's Bells or something. I mean, it's again, right. I, I, universe all over the world. Respected, yes, but I don't know if like my mom could hear Hotel California, and Bobber had along to it like it. Bohemian mm-hmm. Rhapsody can't see mom, <laughs> you know, with ACDC's like, yeah, you should play for it, see what she does, <laughs> yeah, and then play uh, big balls and see how she does. <laughs> 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 you, like, you like that one, <laughs> and next one, play it by ear the live viewing of Linda Liming. <laughs> Hearing that song for the first time and us videotaping her reaction. Maybe at the next Facebook Live, we have her call in and we play these different songs for and see how she reacts. (laughs) Do a psychological study. Yeah. All right. Good episode. Rounds out episode 27. And again, doing the housekeeping duties here at the end. Uh, You see on your screen where to find us on the audio side of things, anchor.fm backslash play it by your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio and the iHeartRadio app, and most anywhere you find your podcasts. Video-wise, YouTube, search play it by your podcast, follow our channel. You can get notifications as to when we release our video version of our episodes. Social media, find us on Facebook, search Play It By Ear Podcast, on Twitter, at Play It By Ear Pod 2, and Instagram, at Play It By Ear Podcast, with underscores between all the words. And finally, you can interact with us via email, Play It By Ear Podcast 2020 at gmail.com, or you can leave a voice message. Click the link at your podcast provider. We will take the voice message and put it right into our podcast. We haven't had one of those in a while. I keep saying that. Hoping someone will leave us another one. So uh, <laughs> maybe this will be a topic tonight. Will be one of the ones that will spur people to leave us a voice message. So maybe so. Sure. All right, gentlemen. Very good. Thank you very much. 
Thank you very much. There was no Elvis. We didn't get an Elvis at all. Peace. Oh, goodness. We got to have Elvis up there. Let me with a suspicious mind, Eric. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, look for episode 28 very shortly. Todd? Oh, peace. All right, I did my piece. Oh, peace. I did it earlier. I thought you, we did a double ending there. Peace. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Play It By Ear podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter at Play It By Ear Pod 2, and our website at anchor.fm backslash play it by ear podcast. Thanks again and join us next time as we play it by ear.